Welcome to episode 120 of the CGM podcast. Uh, today on this rainy, sad, cold summer day, I'm joined by the usual, usual cast of characters. To my left, the literate Wayne Santos. Is it actually still raining or has it stopped? But it's really cold for a summer day. Yeah, okay. It's 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 a little bit cooler. But no, I've enjoyed our fall I'm summer. You guys are crazy. Mm. It's cold. Look at it out there. It looks like it could be fall. I love it. I love it. And that is, of course, the ever summer hating Phil Brown. Yeah, that's right. It's not that I hate summer. I just hate sweating. Well, I don't know how many people actually enjoy sweating. Well, if you want it to be hot, then you want to sweat. That's how it works. No, no. Some people just don't sweat. Yeah. I'm so not one of those people, but... Mm-hmm. Like sweating. Mm-hmm. They do. Because they're going to make you sweat. They're big proponents so. of it. Yeah, yeah, but that could be a whole sexier component to sweating, not just a nasty, yeah, gross, not, not about walking around, hot sweating. Yeah, let me clarify. I'm not talking about sexy sweating. I'm talking about uncomfortable. I'm sitting in a chair not moving and yet still sweating profusely. That's when, what I don't Don't sit about. in a chair outside. I don't have air conditioning. <laughs> right, your air conditioning went kaput. Yeah. Your, your giant fan thing. Oh, no, I, got, I, know I got a fan. Thank God. exercise machine without sweating. But that's kind of impossible, assuming mm-hmm. that you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because actually they have treadmills where fans are built into the treadmill. Mm-hmm. They okay. had the, the at my gym, so you turn it on and you're being blown with fan air while you're treadmilling. It's All weird. Right. But you're still sweating. But you're still sweating. Yeah, so. of course. Although there, I, I do know people who can't sweat, so. That actually happens. Yeah, it's actually okay. really dangerous, though, because if it's hot yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be healthy, would it? Yeah. So. No. I'm still jealous, though. But you'd faint a lot faster, Phil. That's fine. I'll take fainting to sweating, to be honest. Really? Yeah, if it's huh. like, what? Because I wouldn't faint every day. That'd be like a once a month yeah. situation. Once most. a month? Yeah. You're still okay yeah, with most. it? Once a month? I'd prefer, yeah. I'd I don't prefer. mind waking up in the hospital yeah. once a month. During the summer, I faint. If I had the choice between during the summer fainting once a month versus sweating every day, for sure I'd pick fainting. It's a toe sweat, for isn't sure. it? You hate your toes getting sweaty? No, it's not my toes. It's like kind of everything. Everything. Yeah. All right, moving on from this somewhat disgusting topic. Mm-hmm. The news. The news story I want to talk about, I have to wait. So, that's Wayne? Right. Yeah, well, no, there, were, there was actually a fair amount of news that's I know, coming but out mm-hmm. of like, Gamescom. I was excited for one piece yeah. of news. Because Gamescom is happening in Cologne, Germany. Okay. So, you know, it's like yes. that's a huge thing. And there yep, have been, yep. like, you know, tons of announcements that have coming out from that. Um, let's go over the first one. The, big, the, the first big megaton that made a lot of people very unhappy mm-hmm. was so Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah. It was X- announced as an Xbox One exclusive. Rise of the Microsoft Tomb yeah. Raider. That's BS. Yeah. All, you know, so to be fair, it's not like this hasn't happened before in the past. You know, it's like I'm considering that this is Microsoft. Microsoft buying up an exclusive, like, they do that. Um, it's it's yeah, just, just their MO, so. It's just frustrating as a gamer because you'd wish that you know, you could only you wouldn't have to own three systems to be able to play all the games. Yeah, you want out. access to everything, particularly to something like Tomb Raider that's already been available on everything. Yeah. So it's irritating, but I mean, it makes sense. Microsoft's not doing well. They got to do what they can to shift systems. Yeah. And if Tomb Raider is what it takes, then well, Tomb Raider is what they're going to do. See, here's here's and where it, it gets it, interesting: is yeah. that there's there's like a lot of mixed messaging going on with this because mm-hmm. like they made the announcement mm-hmm. and the internet blew up and a lot of people got angry. And, wait. Yeah, and um. Then, you know, it's like that hostility turned on Microsoft and it turned on Square. Mm. And, um, you know, various people that were on the show floor, you know, it's like other game journalists and all that. You know, it's like everybody started asking around and all Mm. that. And, um, you know, they were looking at the wording and, you know, because it said, you know, holiday 2015, a lot of people assumed, okay, so maybe this is a timed exclusive. 
So some people started reporting it as a timed exclusive, and then Aaron Greenberg, a Microsoft executive, he got on Twitter, and he actually shut that down and said, nobody's saying anything about timed exclusive. We said exclusive. And as soon as he said Ooh. that, everybody got really, really angry, and then it was like, oh, yeah, screw you, Microsoft. Once again, you know, it's like you're trying to, like, you're, you're not trying to make a better product. You're trying to prevent other people from, you know, getting a better product, blah, blah, mm. blah. And so the hostility got so huge that eventually... Um, Phil Spencer, who is the current head of the Xbox division, mm. um, he got blasted by a, a journalist. Um, it was either Eurogamer or Games Radar. I can't remember who. Mm. But basically, they were hounding him, and he basically backed up and said, look, we don't own the Tomb Raider franchise. It belongs mm. to Square Enix. They're the ones that bought it. They own mm. it. They can do whatever they want with it. We have no control over that. Mm. All I'm saying is we have an exclusive deal with them mm. so that it's coming out holiday 2015. And mm. so the journalist jumped up on that and said, so you're saying exclusive holiday 15 and that you don't own it. And he's like, yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Whatever Square Enix decides to do after our contract has expired is completely beyond our control. Mm -hmm. So the journalist then went for the kill and said, so you're saying there's a duration to the exclusivity deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fed up. And Phil really. Spencer said, yes, <laughs> that is what I'm saying is there is a duration to the the exclusivity deal, which at that point everybody breathed a sigh of relief and said, "Okay, so it it is a timed exclusive, mm. despite what Aaron Greenberg said on Twitter." Yeah. It's possible it's, that it's Square timed, will yeah. bring it to PlayStation, so, or they yes. can decide not to. It's yeah, up to it, it is possible. Yeah, basically, Phil Spencer was just trying to deflect all the Microsoft hate and said, "Whatever Square Enix decides to do after our contract is up, mm -hmm. that's out of my hands." Yeah. Okay, so don't be hating on us for all of this. Yeah. So odds are that. In 2016 or maybe even 2017, we might see Rise of the Tomb Raider Sigma in yeah. the same way that Ninja Gaiden was exclusive to Xbox 360 until Ninja Gaiden Sigma came out yeah. on the PS3, yeah. which was the same game with some additions. Yeah, it's, you know? no, it's safe to say that's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. If only because, you know, they're going to lose so much money out of mm -hmm. that deal. I don't see why they wouldn't be against making Yeah, I mean, money. like, that's, that's the other thing is that, you know, it's like right now um, there are... 10 million PS4s out there mm. and there's 5 million or just under 5 million Xbox Ones out yeah. there. So Square Enix is effectively cutting off a 100% increase in you yeah. know, it's like possible audience buying their game by going with this deal. Yeah. Which means that Microsoft obviously just threw barrels and wheelbarrows and swimming pools of, of money at Square Enix in order to get them to say we will ignore those lost sales. Of course, they're yeah. desperate to do anything. Yes. Um, but I, but it's also weird for two reasons. Number one, uh, there have been a number of PlayStation exclusives and no one has gotten had a hissy fit over it. Number two, um, it's, it's also just weird because uh, Laura Croft is a PlayStation icon. Well, I think for the PC icon. Really? I, La Lara Croft PlayStation started PlayStation was, like, where... The original PlayStation was where Tomb Raider kicked off. Well, the, huge, isn't it? It was the original PlayStation and the original Saturn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider series, actually did originally start out as multi-platform, but yeah, then yeah. as Yeah, the on, Saturn, that, on that super high-selling Sega yeah. Saturn. And yeah. then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, as the Saturn sales quickly started, you know, it's like flagging, you know, lagging behind the PS1, mm. you know, Sony went to... Um, IDOS and Core, mm. who were the um, developer and publisher of the series at the time, mm. and yeah, they basically did cut a deal, and then they cut out Sega from that, and you know, mm. Tomb Raider stayed on the PlayStation for a while, mm. and then you know, yeah, eventually it appeared on like you know Xbox and yeah. you know Xbox 360, and mm. so it, it's actually been multi-platform for quite a few years now. But for yeah. a while there, it was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, you know, but it's not like this hasn't happened before. Like everybody flipped out and could not understand why. 
um, Capcom cut a deal with Nintendo and made Resident Evil 4 yeah. a GameCube exclusive. Yeah. Because, that was a weird one. Yeah, because that was the exact same situation. You had the PS2, which was selling like gangbusters, mm-hmm. and then there's a GameCube, which is not. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, Capcom suddenly announces... Resident Evil 4 is a GameCube exclusive and everybody was like why mm-hmm. we don't understand this mm-hmm. and yeah I mean the sales bore that out because yeah. it, you know even though it was you know a critical uh, a critical success yeah. there just weren't enough GameCubes out there to like you yeah. know, support the numbers and Absolutely. eventually it did end up going multi-platform so it's also and it's also very yeah. similar to how I and then no one else had a hissy fit when the new Dead Rising only came out on Xbox One yeah which I'm still well, off about it. well I mean because Dead Rising was a brand new IP at that time yeah. so you know was like, it was no no like, no okay. the new one Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, yeah. Dead Rising 3? Yeah. yeah. Still Which, pissed off about yeah. that. Yeah, okay. So, they went multi-platform. Yeah. It was over. <sighs> oh, well. So, yeah, it, it is, <laughs> once again, Microsoft just does these weird things where, I mean, it's it's interesting to see the way Sony and Microsoft handle these mm. things. You know, it's like Sony gets a ton of money, and what do they do? They usually put it into their studios mm. and get those guys to crank out something like, you know, The Last of Us or Infamous Second Son yep. or something like that. Microsoft gets a ton of money, and the first thing they do is, what can we do to buy something away from the enemy to make sure that they don't get it? Yeah. Rather than, hey, maybe we should invest this in our own studios and yeah. make sure that the next Forza is really kick-ass. Mm-hmm. Or, the original P- uh, Tomb Raider was also on PC. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I think of it as PC time. Yep. So no, Everyone played it on PlayStation. Stop I pretending. Did. That's Stop the, pretending. That's the this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Go back to your... So, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously we know where Phil's loyalties lie. Hells With yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, I do so, love Nintendo. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'd have zero problem with Tomb Raider being a Nintendo exclusive, okay, but that's yeah. never going to happen in a bazillion years. Yeah, yeah. probably not. All yeah. right. Okay. What else we got? All right. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff that was coming out of GamesCon. Um, mm-hmm. There is also Until Dawn. Is anybody else aware of this? No. Until Dawn? Okay. Sounds like a vampire sounds, game. This, no, it's not. Okay. Yeah. So, Until Dawn is a PS4 exclusive. Nice. Okay. Um, what? How dare they? Yeah. Well, no, no. This, this, this one is. <laughs> Rage, okay, rage, rage. No, no, this this one is fine because it's it's an exclusive in the more acceptable sense in that nobody wanted to pay for it except Sony. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and what Until Dawn is, is that uh, originally it was going to be um, a PS3 move game. This has actually been oh, kicking around weird. for a while. Yeah. Um, but they took it back to the drawing board and they came back and they've repackaged it and it's coming out now on the PS4. This is basically a slasher movie. Oh, yeah. nice. A bunch of teenagers decide ah. to have one last vacation at a mountain lodge. They all show up there. This is going to be the best winter vacation ah. ever. Yeah, yeah. The and then they start dropping yeah. like flies. No, you don't You don't play the slasher. Bomber. Oh, you boy, you control the teenagers. Yeah. However, the way this game is set up is that all of them can be alive by the end or all of them can die. That's you, cool. you have absolute control over who lives oh, and who dies fine. in this game. So. I, like I already that. want a sequel and I want to be able to play so the yeah. slasher. You are controlling different or teenagers. DLC. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You're controlling different teenagers and... Um, with the it's, move? It's, it's a, no, no, it's, there's no move. Okay, so they've, okay, they've gotten rid of they, the move yeah, idea. They, they ditched the move that, idea. That they, like a move yeah, game at they all. They ditched the move idea. They brought it over to the PS4. got a serious bump in graphics. Right. They tweaked the gameplay. Now it is a slasher movie where it's oh. it's a little bit like, you know, Maniac Mansion, I guess, if you remember that. Game. Oh, hell they yeah. also control different teenagers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only in this one, it's like, you know, they can all die in horrible ways. That sounds great. And if you see the trailer, it's like, yeah, they're, they're really... They're really riffing on the slasher vibe a nice. lot. Next like year? That. 
You've got terrified teen. Yeah. So basically, Mel and I will play it and kill off everyone, and you'll play it with your wife and feel guilty about letting anyone die. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's like you know I'll I'll play it one way so that everybody dies for that trophy, and then I'll play it another yeah. way so that everybody lives oh, yeah, for that course, trophy, of course, of and course, then I'll play it a bunch of different ways to get various different endings for those trophies, and right, eventually right. the platinum. It's will only pop. if she walks in the room while he's letting people die. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Or yeah. if it's Ellen Page. Or if yeah. it's a white whale. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's Ellen Page. Yeah. Or yeah. white whales. Yes. Yeah. My wife thought that I was horrible for like going after <laughs> yeah. the white whale in Assassin's Creed. Mm. Um, oh, that sounds great. I'm really excited about yeah, that. that so amazing. yes, it's, yeah. it's called Until Dawn, and yeah, that's yeah. a that's a PlayStation awesome. exclusive. Yeah, awesome. So. I love how many horror games are coming out. Yeah, teaser, I, I, teaser, it's, teaser. It's, it's it's very weird. Like, yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. a sudden, there's like yeah, horror games, are, horror yeah, games? coming out. Wicked. It's fine by me. Coming out the wazoo. Yeah, I love it. Although I guess it makes sense it would be an easy st- genre to do in early development because it's so much about you know simplicity and timing and shadows so you don't see well, that much so you don't have to render too yeah. much it should yeah. be if you do it right yeah, yeah. totally so I guess so. I suppose that makes sense in a yeah. way yeah okay um, in other news uh, there's also do you guys remember a French <gasps> developer um, they were called Don't Nod Games and they came out with um, uh, a game it was published by Capcom it mm-hmm. was called Remember Me yes which most of you have probably forgotten yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. so these guys are back again, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, now they've uh, they've got a new game. This one is actually going to be uh, an episodic um, five five episodes episodic um, adventure game, and this one is called Life is Strange. Okay. Okay. And what this is going to be about is it's about a girl that's got the ability to like um, almost like um, the original Prince of Persia. She can rewind time. Okay. You know, it's like up to like you know a few seconds or even a few minutes at a time. So, so like Nicolas Cage in Next. Yeah, I guess so. So. Yeah. So the way that the uh, so the whole premise of this adventure game is that yeah you're going to be solving puzzles yeah. by like you know figuring out ways to manipulate time so yeah. like you know they they showed off one thing where the girl was trying to um, get uh, an object that was like set up at the top of a really tall fridge that um, or um, it was at the top of a laundry machine yeah. and it was just like the laundry machine was stacked with a bunch of stuff and this thing was at the very top of the stack she tried reaching for it by turning on the laundry machine the laundry mm. machine started to shake and vibrate and then the thing fell all the way down between the laundry machine and a gigantic tool chest mm. and she couldn't reach it because it was just out of reach mm. so then she solves the problem by rewinding time mm. and to Wait. before she goes and does this then she grabs like you know a uh, big flat uh, cardboard box and she slides that under the tool chest so that now that's sitting on the floor mm-hmm. now she can activate the laundry machine so that the thing shakes falls off lands between the two but now she just has to pull the cardboard box that's lying on the floor so that she can finally reach the object cool so that's the way that that game is going to be working uh, like uh, did you guys actually play remember me I, uh, no, I, I didn't actually get to. Yeah, but yeah I, I'm like, it's so familiar. Like, what happened I, in it? It's you, that's when you go into people's memories, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you went into oh, people's memories and you altered those yeah, memories yeah, to yeah, get yeah, different they results. They like, yeah. they like these people like manipulation games. Yeah, don't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like that, yeah. There, yeah, there was one interesting thing in there where you like convinced an enemy that you know her husband, who she was like you know paying these expensive medical bills for, mm. had actually gotten killed in treatment earlier that morning. Mm. And so when you did that, she just suddenly lost the will to fight, and she was like, you know what, I don't even want to be here because I'm just so upset over my husband being you know dead this morning. Creepy. Which was like, yeah, I mean, you were forced to do some really questionable things. It did a lot of interesting things in that game. It was just let down by a really clunky sort of combat system. And did you not actually get that many memories? Yeah, actually there was only like four or five instances where you actually got to manipulate memories that way. But every time you did it was always the the most interesting part of the game. Mm. So I guess these guys were listening to the feedback and they were like, maybe we should just 
take all the combo-based combat out and just concentrate on this manipulation stuff because people really like that in our last game. And now they're doing it for this one. That's cool. Yeah, Cool. So, I like it. So we've got that happening. Um, the other big news, okay, this one is just big for me because it's like, you know, I've, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. So they showed off uh, a bunch of indie games that are going to be, you know, it's like arriving on the PS4. And mm. one of the ones that was at the um, Sony press conference was Dreamfall Chapters by Ragnar Tornquist, The Longest <laughs> right. Journey. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like... <laughs> I'm just so excited that this is finally, finally coming out because it's like I've been waiting years for this thing to, you know, like finally hit the market because Ragnar, goddamn him, he ended the second game on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was like basically stuff happened where like, you know, people were dying and then other people were suddenly falling into comas. Mm-hmm. And then when all of that happens, it's like, bam, to be continued. Never and was continued. That until was now? like in 2006. Oh man. Okay, so so basically, I've been waiting eight years for this thing to resolve itself. Well, get out the and confetti cannon yeah, for you. And it's finally mm-hmm. happening now. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes, the longest journey of Dreamfall chapters is finally going to be coming out, and I am so so happy. What are you going to do if it's terrible? Um, if it's terrible, at then... least I'll have conclusions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closure, at least there'll be some right? closure. If, yeah. if it's if it's terrible, then I'm just gonna call up Ragnar and tell him it's terrible. <laughs> okay. Because I'm, I'm actually I'm actually friends with him. And oh, really? He, he showed it to me at like last year's E3. Oh. Look at it. So it was just like it looked pretty sweet then. There you so go. Nice. We'll see. He'll just order pizzas to his house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll just like. Yeah, I'll just send a lot of those like herring or sardine pizzas over to his like Oslo apartment because he's in Norway. So. So this would be going to Oslo. Good times. Yeah. Good times. All right. And um, it's like, does anybody else want to talk about anything else? Or I, I have some wait. other news. Okay. Um, well, first off. Movies. Yeah, we can Ooh. talk about, uh, should we should talk about Robin Williams, I suppose, passed yes. away this week. Yes, let's talk about Robin Bummed Williams. everyone out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's not much to add in terms of why he died and the tragedy surrounding there. So I just, just thought we could uh, go around and discuss what our favorite Robin Williams movie or comedy performance or television show whatever your fondest thing is I have to say this is the only celebrity that's died since I've been on Facebook mm-hmm. that pretty much everybody on yeah, Facebook had it was, it was surreal it. Yeah. it was surreal everyone really got hurt but yeah it was shocking when it happened but yeah so um, to remember what we loved about him rather than uh, lament rather than get sad and dreary about it. I'll, I'll kick it off. My favorite um, is by far uh, The Fisher King. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh, I love The Fisher King. Harry Gilliam movie. Yeah. Have you seen it, Mel? No, actually. Oh, you'd love oh, it. Really? It's with okay. uh, Jeff Bridges and Robin yeah. Williams. and Jeff Bridges plays this kind of Howard Stern-like figure who accidentally uh, talks someone. Well, not accidentally. He just doesn't really understand what he's doing. Talks someone who's thinking of killing he, his wife into doing it publicly. He doesn't appreciate the ramifications of him just saying on yeah. radio, you know what, you yeah, should just you go should, in there with a gun and just kill him. Oh. I mean, it was, it was shock yeah. talk radio. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. yeah it was the peak Which of that. Is, and then it yeah. happens, and then he uh, obviously gets fired and is desolate and destroyed, and then he meets this homeless man who's convinced that he's going to find the uh, Holy yeah. Grail, played by Robin Williams. And uh, Robin Williams is just amazing, and what I love about it is sort of like the only one I can think of that kind of encapsulates everything he does well. He yeah. does like the manic intensity, crazy improv thing constantly, but at the same time, he plays a very sad and bearded Robin Williams too. Yeah. So you get it all. You get everything you need. And well, I mean, um, like, you know, it's the, also just a beautiful movie. The, yeah. The the um, uh, times of not times. Uh, which which big station is that in New York? Um, not Union, but um, oh. 
No, it is Union Station. Is it? Is it? Oh, it's um. No, that's Toronto Grand Central uh, Station. Yeah, Grand, Grand Central, 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 yes. Yeah. The, the one that Union is yeah. based yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, the Grand Central Station sequence when yeah, Robin yeah. Williams is following the girl that he's madly yeah. in love with, and, and everyone's surrounding he's him. He's so starts, smitten with her yeah. that all of a sudden the world just transforms into everybody waltzing everyone's in Grand Central Station, yeah. and the big ball in the central statue yeah, of Grand Central Station yeah turns into a glitter ball, and there's just lights and waltzing in Grand Central Station. It's like. Only Terry Gilliam yeah, could do this. Yeah, such an extraordinary time. moment. But, and, yeah, and, but yeah. Robin Williams is so good in it. I yeah. think that's to me, his definitive performance, just because, as I said, it's everything at once. And that mm-hmm. was the, the night that that happened. I watched that and got a little glassy eyed. Yeah. And how about you guys? What's your favorite? Mel, I got a feeling I can predict, but what? go ahead. There's two. Is it Aladdin? One of them is Aladdin. Well, it's an excellent choice. I'm not mocking you. Uh, you can't. Like, you yeah. can't not love him in Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is Jumanji. Yes. Oh, I freaking love also, Jumanji. Also a lot of fun. I still watch Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's amazing. That movie didn't make much of an impact on me. I watched it. And I was, like, yeah, that's nice. That's I was nice. pretty young. Probably though. an age thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I really really young okay. when it came out. Yeah. Right. And so. it's just you're like, oh, I want that game. Oh, well, yeah. That looks yeah. like so much yeah. fun. What right. like no normal person would be like, yeah, I want a game where tigers and lions try to eat you and come yeah, out of the yeah. board. But little kids are like, that looks like fun. Incredibly imaginative. Yeah. yeah that was great. He also played um, the villain in one of the greatest episodes of SVU. Really? Yeah, and it was actually based off a real person who used to call fast food restaurants and pretend to be a cop and talk the managers into actually committing crimes against their employees. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. a great movie based on that call. Yeah, it was actually, yeah. he did that in an SVU episode. Yeah. It was actually really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie Compliance is worth seeing, too. It's, amazing. it's one of the most disturbing things of all time. Robin Williams isn't in that. So what's a movie that Robin Williams is in that you love? Why? Okay, well, I mean, I, I would have two top performances, but yeah. one of them would be The Fisher King. Of course. And, you know, it's like we've already talked yeah, about that. Of course. Yeah. He was amazing how broken he was. In Unbelievable, and, yeah. and yet at the same time, it's like the way that, you know, he pursued the love of the Amanda Plummer character, mm-hmm. like that date was just like, you know, he was mm-hmm. so unsure and so uncertain of himself and it was like just a completely different Robin Williams where, yeah. you know, it's like he's trying really hard to please this girl but he has absolutely no clue and it was yeah. just really adorable yeah. the way he did that. Um, the other one, though, would have to be Dead Poet Society. Yeah. I mean, it's of like I, I really, yeah. really, like, you watch Dead Poet Society and for me it's like, you know, I was in college at the time and yeah. you sort of come out of that and it's like, why? Why can I not have a professor <laughs> who is as inspiring as this guy? Because yeah. like I would learn everything if yeah. everything was being taught by this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it was it was just really written. Yeah, there there was just something about the way he drove home those points through yeah. a mixture of cleverness and comedy. Yeah, that just sort of made you think. Well, you know, it's like you know, yeah, it really is all about. Yeah. standing up and having the courage to find yourself and then be yourself despite what other people yeah. are saying. Well, it was also and, nice yeah. the way that he took his sort of uh, manic energy and, and, and channel into something more serious and yeah, I mean, the, the, like, rather than the like was, the stand-up. It was yeah. like using his stand-up experience yeah. and applying it to teaching, which was yeah. really it was, wonderful. It was, a, it was a very subdued performance compared mm-hmm. to something like, you know, The Fisher King where yeah. he was like you know, screaming and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, he was, he was know, screaming, though. Yeah. The, well, <laughs> but was, I know what you mean. I know I know what you mean. Not his manic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, Manic he was, is the he word. was raising yeah. his voice and he was improvising yeah. and all that, but you didn't get the idea that he was being crazy. Instead, no. you were getting the idea that he was like, you know, really passionately caught up yeah, in poetry yeah, 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 yeah. and trying to communicate that enthusiasm for poetry, of all things, yeah. to a boys' school mm-hmm. with like, you know, yeah, a bunch of teenage boys who were like, shouldn't get into this stuff, but you mm-hmm. believe from the way that he's talking about how poetry is cool yeah. that these kids would actually decide for themselves, yeah, okay, let's, let's look into this. Okay, totally. so you were in college when that came out? Yep. How did you end up seeing it on your own? Yeah. See, yeah. we, they showed it to us in English class. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched it in high school, 12, too. Yeah. yeah. Grade 12? Yeah. yeah, that became a pretty standard thing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
And okay, no, no for, great, for us, it was flex. just all just like, you know, yeah, Robin Williams is like the most brilliant professor ever. And it was mm. like, oh, what? Let me see this. Oh, my mm. God. They're yeah. absolutely right. This is amazing. Yeah, that's a great so, flick. Yeah. Brandon, you want to chime in on this? Yeah, I'll chime in. Um, What's your favorite? Oh, I actually do like what dreams become, even though I do not believe. Yeah, in it's Christian. pretty. It's pretty. Delicious. It's just pretty. For sure. yeah. Like it's dumb. Very, very. It's pretty. super dumb. Yeah, but he does a good job. He, he does. It's actually a very serious role because yeah, he yeah, yeah. doesn't have. Um, he isn't manic or crazy, and he's just. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's just a dad. Yeah, no, he's bearded around Williams with a beard. Yeah, basically, yeah. He was, he's bearded around Williams. Yeah, and then uh, Goodwill Hunting's always. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. You can't forget that one. Yeah, it's or Mrs. Doubtfire. And the one they won the Oscar. Mrs. Doubtfire, of course. And I am. I'm very upset he won't be able to reprise oh, yeah. his role. Yeah, they oh, were planning to make the new one. They were. He, they were yeah, he was on signed it. on to do the sequel. Well, that's not happening. Yeah, no, no, sadly, no. But yeah, I mean, there are so many great ones. Mrs. Doubtfire. That's a horror movie, right? Yeah, kind of. I've seen the trailer, and that movie. Looks absolutely horrifying yeah. from the trailer that I saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's that one. So that that's it, right? That's the horror of course, movie. Of According course. to the trailer, anyway, it seems like a horror. Of movie. Of course, but there are so many great performances. Yeah, no, he, did, he did. Good Morning Vietnam oh, yeah. and Insomnia, where he played the psycho. That was a the, really the good serial one. Serial killer, yeah, one, one hour killer. Was he a serial killer? That was just a killer. Um, yeah, you're right. He wasn't a serial killer in that. He was a serial killer in One Hour Photo. No, oh, yeah, he wasn't a serial killer. He was just crazy. That's right. He was just more psychotic than he was in Insomnia. It's been a while since I've seen those, but those are both. And that's interesting if you. Um, might not have known this well the audience out there yeah. uh, but Ryan Williams is a giant nerd on lots of things yeah. yes so if you watch one hour photo you mm-hmm. can see his love of Evangelion the anime mm-hmm. in the toys that the kid plays with it yeah. the movie oh okay because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no no giant big box store carries Evangelion figures no certainly no. not and, and he also <laughs> okay, of course na- named his daughter Zelda yeah, I mean, after and then Zelda. we can go into the news that yep. um uh, Blizzard Activision will be honoring him within WoW with a permanent NPC character. Well, mm-hmm. please tell me it's going to be a Jedi and it's going to be blue. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be, be amazing. There will just be an NPC character to commemorate uh, Robin Williams in the game yeah. permanently from the Which point. is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, very, very sad uh, news. Who is an incredibly talented, wonderful guy will be missed. And uh, yeah, I know obviously many, 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 many people have said it before us, but we obviously had to get in there and make it clear that uh, we are just as sad as everyone else. So, who <laughs> on you if you didn't think we were. Um, Alright, next up. I don't up. think anyone thought that. Mm-hmm, just want to be sure. Um, Alright, next up, uh, on the weekend, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made $65 million. That seems too much money. Because you people are idiots, and you went, even though I did everything in my power to make sure that you wouldn't. I'm sorry, Phil, they so, let you down. Yeah, no, that's it your It still fault. made less than Good uh, job. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, No, no, it did not. It did not? No, it did not. It topped Guardians of the Galaxy. For that weekend, but total, I think it's made Oh, yeah, 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 No, Guardians is doing excellent, and it will, of course, make more, but by virtue of the fact that Ninja Turtles made 68, it, yeah, it, it, Guardians made somewhere around 40. It was the second. Guardians had the sec- the highest second week of any blockbuster all summer. Worldwide, uh, Ninja Turtles made $113 million. Yeah, 113 So it's a huge hit, and um, they're already working on the sequel. It's going to take place in Dimension X, and you have... Of no course one, it is. No one to blame but yourself. Now, speaking of said sequel, there is a very, very slight chance that Michael Bay actually might jump over to direct it, because he had... Not that it, that's been said yet, but he has said that he will be passing the baton for Transformers 5. He, oh, God. Yeah, they really yeah, yeah. After, wait, after wait, wait. four movies... He's already doing another... Like, we know... Transformers oh, 4 wow. made more than in, in any other movie this summer. Um, Even what? more than Guardians of uh, the Galaxy? Of course. Yeah. Really? really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's disturbing. Oh, huge, gigantic hit. So, um... Oh, yeah. It's all those Chinese box office dollars. Honestly, yeah. that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yet, so uh, Transformers 5 is going to be made. Uh, Michael Bay free. He's um, in... Approximately, let's see here, 
about between 10 and 12 hours, I guess he said everything he had to say about Transformers. Okay. Um, so, so the next one could be good, conceivably. Nope. No, 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 no. No, I, not no. even if they suddenly announced that David Lynch was directing it. No, well, David okay. Lynch is not directing yeah, anything. Number one, that's yeah, never going to happen yeah. in a million years. Number two, I I do honestly believe that Michael Bay was the best possible person that could have made Transformers. I think those movies are as good as any Transformers ever, movies ever going to be, which is both a compliment and an insult. Okay. Um, yeah. How about Ridley Scott? He's yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, right. Well, well to be fair, he was it. almost directing the Monopoly movies. So. Yeah, okay. I know that was pathetic. But anyway, so that's a thing. Michael Bay, uh, Ninja Turtles two on the way with Krang and Co. Uh, and, uh, An actual shredder this time. Transformers five. I don't know. Who cares? So probably Megan Fox still. Oh, of course, she's right. She's, she's locked in as April. Well, no, what else is she it. doing? Yeah, right. She's not going to do anything else. So anyway, yeah, that's your fault, uh, world. Good job on your part. Yeah. Um, also, you in, should use reverse psychology and tell people to go and see things that you don't want them to that see. That doesn't work. Either. That that doesn't work with fashion yeah. and fads. That, that just means it's like, well, you know, now I have to because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, some kind of amusing news that I'm looking forward to. Uh, of course, uh, Expendables three came out this week, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, Terry Crews has been going around doing press for that. The hilarious Terry Crews. And uh, he has been uh, on a one-man campaign to get himself cast as Luke Cage. And I fully support it. Okay. So much do I support it. Um, yeah, they're doing that Netflix series, of course. They haven't cast him yet because they're doing Daredevil first. But uh, I can't. Uh, Terry Crews awesome. looks like a comic book character. He should play a comic book <laughs> character. Okay. Luke Cage is the perfect one. Um, like with like the um, puffy yellow shirt and blue spandex and yeah you, you might like want to classic now nah, like you're gonna want to tone that down a little bit no 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 but if by classic you mean the black exploitation era Luke Cage hell yeah okay. Terry Crews could pull that off yeah. in a second but uh, and so anyway um, I really hope Marvel's listening I, I who knows who they have in mind for that character they have very eccentric casting but he seems like the right guy and as long uh, as it's not Wesley Snipes I'm all for it I don't think Wesley Snipes can do it yeah no mm. well I mean he's Blade they can't he, yeah, he, you true. can't be more than one he already he'll never he be Blade again not after Blade 3 no, no, just, no there's just too much bad blood after Blade 3 yeah. so. there better not be another Blade mm. movie at all because that movie was awful Blade 3 was awful but I would have no problem with them reviving the, mm. the Blade series and folding them into the Marvel Universe that could be fun there's potential there for sure like mm. Guillermo del Toro be in charge again that yeah. was a good time Yep, set up Blade against Wolverine. Most people will watch that. Yeah, totally. You know, people will watch anything with Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You know. Introduce Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah, the whole nine yards. Um, so, anywho, uh, Marvel, if you're listening, and I know you aren't, please uh, cast uh, Terry Crews as, as uh, Luke Cage. He deserves it. He's a good man. All right. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the, of course, we all know now that the end credit sting uh, showed Howard the Duck was a hilarious gag um so with that having come out now uh james gunn's finally spoken about it he was being very mum about it i read a couple really funny or saw a couple, i read and saw a couple really funny interviews where people just because he's such a trash culture lover people asked him if he ever thought howard the duck could be in a movie and he would just sort of laugh it off and be like well you never know and then obviously he did it yeah. so now he's talking more openly about it uh first he said that um when he came up with the idea he presented it as a joke to Kevin uh, Feige, assuming he would never go for it, and he said Kevin Feige couldn't stop laughing for like two days, and said that he had they had to do it. They had okay. To. So I thought that was great, and he's and uh, James Gunn also said, uh, well, he finds it hard to believe that uh, there will be a new Howard the Duck feature film anytime soon. 
uh, that he could very much see him becoming a substantial character in another film, pretty much guaranteeing that Howard the Duck is going to be a part of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, okay. which is super exciting on a number of levels. So uh, they got, yeah, I mean, Seth Green's doing the voice. That's already in and established. Yep, that's, he did it in The Sting at the end of... Uh, I didn't get to see it because what I saw didn't happen. you got to go see it in IMAX 3D. It's amazing. Yeah. They fill the whole screen. It's wild. But anywho, yeah, um... Everyone, it's good to know the people of Marvel. Marvel were just tickled about the idea of bringing back Howard the Duck, as viewers were. And I got to be honest with you, I'm really looking forward to them bringing Howard the Duck, pulling Howard the Duck in. He's a really funny character, aside from that piece of crap movie. Um, I still so, like that piece of crap movie for some reason. I mean, it's not as it's it's one of those things that's not as bad as its reputation, yeah. but it's not. I mean, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's enjoyable. Leah Thompson in the girl band with Howard Duck as their manager. It's awesome. I know. There's some. It's got its share of camp value for sure. Yep. But it's not. It's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Cleveland. When was the last time Cleveland, Ohio, was in a movie? Uh, did Drew yeah. Carey make a movie ever? I don't know. Did he? No. Okay. So that's a no. Um, all right. So there's that. Um, and oh yeah, and last uh, last little bit of upsetting news. Um, uh, Simon Cowell is uh, decided he's going to produce a movie now. Okay. And he's going to, more specifically, produce a Betty Boop movie. What? Wait, what? You heard me. What? So, like, animated? Uh, that's unclear. Will this be animated? Or that's unclear. Will... All he's made clear is his desire to bring Betty Boop How back is... to the big screen. I see right. no link between these two things. I don't know. Do you have a Simon... secret fetish for Betty Boop? Well, one would have to assume. I right? guess so, eh? I can't mm. think of why else he would. He doesn't seem someone like someone who watches a lot of cartoons. No, he yeah. doesn't. Yeah. That's true. So, so, uh, so yeah. yeah. Not only is there going to be a Betty Boop movie, which I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be by Simon Cowell. It'll be an hour and a half of her singing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there'll probably be a reality TV series leading yeah. up to it of finding Betty Boop. And then he'll tear her to pieces and say, where did you learn to sing? And, yeah. 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 So yeah, well, um, that, that really started with sad yeah. news and it was worse news. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, I guess, Mel, do you, do you want to introduce the fact that I'll be talking about movie reviews or should I just go right in? Go for it. Yay! And now, well, go, here go. And now, Phil, with movies. Yay! You need a little theme song. All right, so um, I mentioned it before, uh, but Expendables 3 Expendables, is the movie coming out this week. And um, I'm pleased to say that I did enjoy it. Yay! Um, it's not as good as Expendables 2, oh. which I think is sort of like the peak of the Expendables franchise, um, primarily because uh, Simon West, the director of Con Air, came in on Expendables 2 and basically turned it into Con Air 2, which means like live-action cartoon starring action stars, and it was a so blast. there's no pulling doors off of small cars this time? No, no. Now, that being said, uh, it is not as somber and misplaced, somber one? and serious as the first one. Well, no, the first one was just... I know, I know. It was it was a disappointment, particularly in hindsight. In hindsight, they just weren't quite... Sylvester Stallone just wasn't quite sure what the tone of the franchise yeah. would be. This one, the tone for this one's kind of in the middle. Um, it's sort of, it's goofy and silly and doesn't take itself seriously, but it also um, is a little bit more gritty and has some moments where the actors like a moat and so forth. Um, so, basic plot, if that matters, um, opens with uh, the Expendables uh, in, a, in, in a helicopter flying towards the train. They all jumped off and break in the train. Turns out it's a prison train. Turns out that uh, Wesley Snipes is imprisoned on the train. They break him out of the prison train j- simply How so that simply so that they can say, uh, "What were you? Uh, what were you arrested for?" And uh, Wesley Snipes can say it's a joke, tax evasion. 
And then you're like, mm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole gang, uh, and then it turns, so it turns out he was one of the original Expendables, but he's been locked up for years, but they now bust him out. And to go on a new mission to get some sort of secret baddie, they don't know who it is, uh, then they get there to see said secret baddie, and it turns out to be Mel Gibson, which uh, leaves um, Sylvester Stallone in shock, and then in a moment of bad taste, possibly even worse than the Wesley Snipes joke, uh, Mel Gibson uh, it, who has his sights on Sylvester Stallone instead decides to shoot Terry Crews, the African-American member of the team, which, given his feelings towards that community, was perhaps not the wisest choice, but that's what they did. And so Terry But I'm Cruz, sure he likes Danny Glover, though, right? I mean, you can't hate Danny Glover. Um, I mean, at the time, maybe, yeah. but who knows with that character. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Terry Crews is injured. Everyone's heartbreaking. Uh, Sylvester Stallone... Uh, uh, decides it's time to disband the Expendables, but then Harrison Ford shows up and says, no, 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 you have to take out Mel Gibson. And so Sylvester Stallone says, fine, but I need a new team, a young team. So then for some reason, he gets Kelsey Grammer to take him <laughs> around and introduce him to a hot young team of Expendables who are basically there just to each have uh, one scene apiece where they look young and uh, do some sort of minor action scene and then go to attack uh, Mel Gibson together with, with Stallone where they're all promptly kidnapped and Stallone has to bring back, uh, reunite the Expendables, um, because you didn't see that coming. Yep. Um, so uh, the Expendables all get back together, and Antonio Banderas joins the team as well. He's actually really, really funny as kind of a very needy mercenary who's desperate to be part of the team, and just sort of reminds you how amusing he can be. Um, Wesley Snipes also I thought was great in it. Uh, you sort of forget how, again, he very good sense of humor in himself, but also... He can actually like physically do yeah. a lot of the. He's quite a good action hero. Yeah, yeah he's a really good action hero. He was amazing in Blade. Totally. Yeah, yeah so. he was in a perfect Blade. So it was really yeah. It was nice, nice to see him again. Um, he was doing well. Uh, Harrison Ford's barely in it, but he that's okay. At least seemed to be trying, mm-hmm. which was fun. It was fun. He looked like he was actually having a good time, which you don't see in Harrison Ford very often. So that was good. Yeah, um, at least these well, days. He, anyway. he wasn't enjoying himself in Ender's Game. That's for no, sure. No, certainly so, not. Yeah. Was um, not enjoying himself in Star Wars. No. Uh, we don't know. We'll see. Um, he broke his leg. Yeah, but still, we'll see. It's how not that. a good time for anybody. Uh, he might have been enjoying himself up until then. Yeah. No, we don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, so anyway, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Okay. So uh, yeah, Harrison Ford, uh, moderately amusing, um, and uh, Kelsey Grammer, whatever. I what mean, he, okay, what kind does of he do? That he's there. Yeah, he just he, helps uh, Sylvester Stallone just, find the Young Expendables and then disappears. My guess is how that worked is because there was all that controversy about Bruce Willis not wanting to come back and wanting too much money. Because he's a jerk. Yeah, what it felt to me like was that Bruce Willis was clearly going to be the Harrison Ford role. We know that. I feel like before, when they were still trying to get him to come back, they then, they, it, that Kelsey Grammer and Harrison Ford's part were essentially the same. And mm-hmm. then they split it in half to cut down the shooting schedule to try and talk Bruce Willis in. And they still didn't want to do it. And then they were just too lazy to write it back into one character. <laughs> That's my guess. Because um, he's on a poster, like, Kelsey Grammer's on a poster and everything. I'm like, does he really have a big role in this It's movie? weird. It's really weird. I mean, I guess he has a couple funny bits in it, and that's why they got him. But it's weird. But I don't get it at all. Yeah. It feels like they, like, they probably were hoping they could get, like, Nick Cage or someone like that to fill so the roles, but they didn't. Well, I mean, it's, it's safe for if they do a fourth one. They can still have Nick Cage in uh, those, th- two, those two guys are still I thought they said that they were going to stop after this. Uh, I mean, I hope so, but Sylvester Stallone's already said Because, like, even in the trailer, though, it Jack. says buckle up for one more, or, like, one more Yeah, time. one more, and there could be another one more. I, it's dependent entirely how it does. Um, so, anyway. I'll give them my money, so. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's the thing. I, I, had a, I had a lot of fun with it. 
Um, oh, and Arnold, uh, of course, is back, and he says, get to the chopper at one point, and it was, oh, and it was amazing. He does say get it to was, the chopper. It was, it was okay. amazing. Yeah, it was truly, truly amazing. I was so glad they did that, because they tease it at first. At first, he says, like, we're on the chopper, and you're like, oh, he said chopper, and then and then they do, in fact. He does actually say, everyone, get to the chopper, and you're like, oh, thank you. I'm really glad you did that. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, very, very silly, goofy. Um, uh, oh, and, and Mel Gibson amusing yeah, as the villain. Um, I still like him as an actor, even though we're not supposed to. But I suppose when he plays a bad guy, it helps. It, well, it's the thing is, I think the cast him as a bad guy because that's how much the world feels can, about yeah, him, right? That's all they can do anymore. But he's he's got a certain amount of charm now, and obviously uh, the final battle. Uh, when when he has to get into physical fights, it's not as amusing as when Van Damme was there last time because he's not quite as Mel physical Gibson a guy. Is not in good shape. No, no, definitely not. But he does have a strong presence and can act circles around pretty well everyone in that cast because acting talent's not top top of the list as to why they're there. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I found very funny. Um, by virtue of the fact that the other two have been so successful, it looked as though this probably had the biggest budget um, involved. Very I saw big some scale very action. big explosions in the trailer. Very big explosions. Very big explosions. Um, unfortunately, there's also uh, quite a bit of CGI, which is a bummer. Because one of the things I love so much about the second one is pretty well physical effects. They did a really good job with that. Um, and then, of course, this one's PG-13, so there are no... What was the last there's one? There's no R-rated. Oh. So there's no Aww. fussing and cussing, and there aren't as big capitations. But it's still plenty violent. Okay. Still plenty of violence. Still okay um, then? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it wasn't until afterwards when I um when when I when I came home from the screening and watched the opening of Expendables two again. Yeah, see, that I noticed just how bloody and ridiculous. I it was. did. Um, I watched both Silent Hills back to back. Oh yeah. And watching, I actually watched the second one first, yeah. which is awful. It's horrible. And then I watched the first one, and the the difference in like the cursing and the yeah. gore. It's like, wow, that's amazing. Makes such a difference. First one was so good, and yeah, you guys yeah. screwed it up I so know. bad in the pathetic. second. Just pathetic. I still haven't seen the second one. Don't. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like right. a PG thirteen with a horrible CGI and no swearing at all. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Expendables are not a great movie. It's not a, definitely not. But it's still fun. I, I would be happy if they ended it with this, unless they did another one with Nicolas Cage, or they did one that was the Expendables versus the Fast and the Furious crew, or they did one that was the Expendables and the Fast and Furious crew versus the Avengers. All those I'd go for. Um, versus the Avengers. Yeah, the, yeah. It's only a matter of time. Um, I mean, it comes down entirely to how it does it, unfortunately, because. Uh, movie leaked a few years ago online. We'll see how that affects the box office. I have a feeling that that's probably going to hurt it. A few um, years ago? Hmm? Weeks. Weeks. You said years. No, sorry. Weeks. I was like, what the hell? No, they- no. Whoopsie. <laughs> no, it was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. But definitely if you enjoyed The Expendables, I'd say this is the second best Expendables movie. It's weird that I there are three Expendables movies that we can compare and contrast. I never would have imagined that. Um, good job on Sylvester Stallone for actually making this work and sticking it out. And uh, yeah, good time. Um, other movies, uh, The Giver. There's a movie of The Giver that came out this week. Did you guys read The Giver? No. Mm. All right. Well, the book's decent. The movie's not. We can move on. Um, uh, I like short summaries. Yep. And finally, uh, uh, direct-to-DVD uh, movie that came out this week. Um, sorry, that was a very awkward segue. Um, DC Animation, of course, big fans here of the work of DC Animation when they're on when they're well, on point. Some DC yeah, Animation, when they're on point. not not uniformly all of it, but, no. uh, yeah. but when they're on point, they're yeah. great. Yeah. They're on point this time, uh, yeah, kind of. Um, so this one, uh, new movie, Batman: Assault on Arkham. Uh, 
Batman's in the title, but he's really probably only a secondary character. It's really kind of a suicide. It's a suicide squad. It's a squad, squad, right? suicide, suicide squad. Suicide squad movie, uh, where the suicide squad has been assigned to break into Arkham because the Riddler's up to something or other. And assigned to break in. <laughs> so they break in to try and figure out what the Riddler's up to, and then by virtue of the fact that uh, Harley Quinn is one of the main ma- members of Suicide Squad, obviously her and the Joker. Um, there's some history. Get up to yeah. There's yep. some history there. They get up to shenanigans. Batman needs to show, show up to set it straight, etc. So, what to say so, about this? So, um, I think we can all agree that the peak of the DC. Animated features was the Dark Knight Returns movie that was a masterpiece, um, and since then that was the last. That was the end of the Bruce Tim era. Um, Bruce Tim's mandate was to adapt uh, classic storylines um, into animated films. That was sort of the peak of that. Ever since then, the new group has taken over. They started off with uh, the Flashpoint Paradox, which, which, you, which you enjoyed, right? Really loved, yeah. really loved that one. Um, and the part of the deal with that was that the Flashpoint Paradox was the event that kicked off the New Fifty Two. So them doing the animated film was their desire to reboot the whole DC animated universe now they're trying to create a shared universe and ever since then um, yeah but this isn't shared though is it because I mean this takes place in the Arkham world of the yeah. games not, yeah, 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 not yeah, yeah. the actual new 52 yes. continuity oh yeah yeah, yeah. no I'm so, getting that but yeah. well, but, well, the reason I said all that was because this new group that's taken over ever since then it's been a major step down in quality they've been um, basically, it's, it's that lack of Bruce Timm, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the lack of Bruce Timm, but it's also sort of an interesting parallel with um, how The Dark Knight Returns affected comics in the 90s. The Dark Knight Returns was, you know, brooding, self-conscious, um, postmodern, psychologically complex, but also, uh, like, super violent mm-hmm. and intense. And in the 90s, it was said super violence and intensity that was primarily the legacy of The Dark Knight Returns. Weirdly, that's sort of been what's happened in um, in mainstream comics. Yeah, obviously there were great comics, but mm-hmm. you know if you look at Dark Horse as a whole, for oh, example. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah. Right, and so it was kind of like a misguided, uh, yeah, there's sort a of misguided le- legacy, um, and uh, I think that's kind of ironically happened here. The Dark Knight Returns sort of broke down a lot of barriers with what they were able to do in the animated features in terms of in terms of uh, graphic content and ever since then that seems to be sort of the mandate of the new DC movies just make them make them intense for the kids not a lot of meaning but a lot of but but definitely like a PG-13 this is probably the harshest of that yet they're exploding heads uh, there's okay. a little bit of implied yeah. Harley Quinn nudity and implied Harley Quinn sex, which is which caught me off guard. It sounds very odd. Yeah, it was weird to see. It was definitely weird to see. Um, so it definitely has that kind of attitude about it. Now, at the same time, as you mentioned before, it is also part of the Arkham Asylum universe, and yeah. that's fun to see, although that's pretty... like it, You can see that in, in terms of continuity, it takes place between Arkham Origins and Arkham Asylum. But you don't need to have played those games to get the movie. Um, it's you know it's it's fucking Batman it's, and yeah. Arkham Asylum. It's you get it. So, yeah. You get it. Um, but it's so it's mostly Easter eggs, just like designs. All the character designs are straight out of the game. That's fun to see. Um, Kevin Conroy does Batman, which is always Yay. amazing. And um, Troy Baker, who has been doing the Mark Hamill impression since Mark Hamill started doing stuff, he plays Joker. Does a wonderful job with that. Basically, it's just sort of a. I, I still a heist movie. Yeah. I, I right. still can't believe that you know, yeah. it's like the same guy that was like Joel on The Last of Us know, is also weird, the Joker. It? That's I, just, my God. I have to ask, how is the new Harley Quinn? Cause Harley Quinn? Is, she's really good. It's actually, um, she's the, per, the the actress, I'm playing on her name right now, but she did Harley Quinn in The Batman, that series. Oh, okay. So she was the oh, first one to do an impression. She's, irritating, she's, but she's fine. She's okay, yeah. She's fine. I, I, I enjoyed it. She, it, was, it was never particularly distracting. Obviously, yeah. it would have been nice if 
classic Harley. Had or Tara Strong. Advice. Yes, yeah. of course. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, but, you know, she does a perfectly strong job with it. And, yeah, the thing about it is it's basically played as, like, a... Um, like the Wild Bunch or something, where a gang of outlaws gets together to make good, and then eventually um, Batman has to prove that they're not actually good, and he has to win. Um, on that level, it's perfectly entertaining. Um, it was They're really pushing the PG-13 hard, and while I do sort of, in a way, feel like they're doing it in an immature way, the way I wouldn't like, it is like surreal to watch a Batman cartoon where people's heads explode and things yeah. like that. They yeah. could never get away with that in a live yeah. action. Feature. I mean, of course, it wasn't Batman who was making the heads explode. No, he wouldn't be Batman. No, he's not Batman. But when you doesn't blow up heads, yeah, when you've got a crew like the Suicide Squad, heads, though, blow so, up heads. Yeah, yeah, why not? So, um, yeah, I, I definitely wholeheartedly recommend it. It's a it's a big step up from Son of Batman, which was which was pretty <laughs> Yay, disappointing. And, was yeah, and a big and a big step up from um, Justice League War as well. It was co-directed <laughs> by still a step down from The Dark Knight Returns. Of course. Everything's okay. going to be a step yeah. down. Yeah. Of, course. of course. Of course. That's, and, uh, that's the Dark Knight Returns. So. He's being a troll at this point. For sure. And I'd even say a slight slept down from uh, the Flashpoint Paradox, which I thought was really wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's like the fourth best Batman movie they put out. They've done some really good Batman stuff. Um, but it, it's definitely a good time. If you're looking for Batman content, it's, it's a lot of fun and, uh, I was very pleased with it. If you're a fan of the games, obviously there's that aspect to it. If you're a fan of Harley, there's that aspect to it. And, uh, yeah, um, it was a blast. It was a blast. I hope they get more ambitious with these because it was so great when they were getting into really serious sort of mm-hmm. mature, not just adult content. Yeah. Um, but even if we're a little ways off that happening, at least this one proves that they can still make very entertaining just, just hypothetically I mean would you be open to them opening up like you know the vertigo vaults and starting to do stuff like that like, absolutely you know, like if you know suddenly they started doing the invisibles or of course. like transmetropolitan or something like that of course I mean, you're transmetropolitan yeah. it would be, ama- I mean, it would be amazing I mean because that stuff yeah. is definitely mature without all just being absolutely. gory and violent that's just thing, like okay oh man swamp, swamp thing. thing incredible yeah it's not I would happen. totally love to see swamp thing animated yeah. it's not gonna like happen. an Alan Moore run yeah that would be amazing incredible it's not going to happen. They need I to wonder, put Batman. I wonder why. They need to put Batman and Justice League <laughs> yeah. on the box to sell the amount of copies they need because this is really high quality animation. Mm-hmm. It's worth yeah, it's mentioning. It's like they, it's very well done. Like it's simplistic. It's not as much money as you put into like a theatrical feature, mm. but it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, no, I would be. I would pay so much money to see an animated, properly animated Alan yeah. Moore Swamp thing. Yeah, but that's or not like going to happen. Hellblazer or oh, something. Amazing, like that, man, yeah. but that's not going to happen anytime soon. Mm. And at least. They're on the right path with this. Um, hopefully, there were some rumors of them doing something like Superman Red Sun. It'd be great if they got back into that yeah. again. But at least this proves that uh, Batman and Son, uh, sorry, Son of Batman was, um, they knew it was crap and they mm. upped quality a little bit after that. So, anyway, that's movies for this week. Um, you can go buy Batman, go see The Expandables. Either way, you'll get to see some stuff blow up and have a good time. Okay. And both Phil's reviews are on the website. Yep. Yepers. Thank you, Phil. No problem. All right, Mel. We um, finally get to what you Yes, because I don't think any of us have really been playing anything. Yeah. And Wayne played through a PowerPoint presentation, which he talked about last week. Yeah. And his review is on cgmagonline.com. Right. It sounded like fun. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. But and he played through Hohocom, which is also on cgmagonline.com. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But forget that. Yeah. Because Kojima mm-hmm. meets Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Meets Norman Reedus. Yeah. Meets Silent Hill. Eeks, yeah, equals yeah. Silent Hill. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like not not all in this thing that we're talking about, but mm. like, that's coming. Yeah. It's yeah. just the thing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm joining again. Hi, so, I'm back. Hi. Yeah. Brendan's back. So, yeah, well, why don't you set this up, Wayne? Okay, so 
at the um, Sony press conference. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yeah, well, they were like, you know, just having a flood of videos. Um, during the Metal Gear demonstration, there was also like, you know, a quick flash of a, a trailer showing reactions of people playing something called PT. Mm-hmm. And it was like, everybody thought it was staged because, you know, the reactions were like, you know, people throwing yeah. up their controllers mm-hmm. and go like, oh, oh. And it's like, oh, nobody reacts like that when they're playing a video game. But then people went on the PlayStation Network, they started looking for this PT thing, they downloaded it. And it really was as terrifying yeah. as what those people it, made. Yeah, there's a, there will be a video next week or late this week yeah. of yeah. me and Wayne playing yeah. through With the entire Brenda not scene. being terrified at all. Like, I don't well, know. Okay, no, you, no. Near the end, I was. Once you actually put on the headphones, because yeah. at first we were playing it with like low volume, yeah, so yeah, you weren't getting like the full effect. Once he stuck on the headphones, that's when he started reacting. That's how I yeah. played it late yeah. at night with headphones. And it, uh, yeah. Yeah, it really got under my skin. Yeah. Yeah. See, and the, the brilliance of this is that the actual file itself is like less than three gigs. Yeah. Actually, I think it's less than two less gigs. Than two it's like 1.9. Yeah. It's 1.9 gigs, and that's because the brilliance of this demo is it all takes place in one hallway yeah. and one other room. It is and that's weird. It. That's the entire game. It's like two different rooms mm-hmm. that they just use in endlessly original and terrifying ways. Mm-hmm. Truly, and, like some of those scenes that you can see if yeah. you watch our video or watch anyone else's video online, yeah. is, some of the things they do are just simple. It's not, sorry, it's not only jump scares, it's the way they kind of present the material. Like yeah. you are turning around, in one minute the room's fine, the next minute there's a ghost just like hanging out there. And, yeah. yeah. And, and the reason that all of this is such a big deal is because for those few that actually did manage to finish it, and I was one of those few, mm-hmm. um, you got a trailer which basically announced that this was a new Silent Hill game which was being made by Hideo Kojima, you know, Metal Ge- of Metal Gear fame, mm-hmm. in collaboration with Guillermo del Toro, yeah. Pacific Rim, Devil's Backbone, you know, it's like all that Pan's good Labyrinth. stuff. Pan's which, Labyrinth. Which is, yeah. which is such an amazing combination. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And Norman Reedus yeah. is going to be, you know, it's like mo-capped and which starring, quote-unquote, in this game. Is semi-amazing if you watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. It's true. Or Boondock Saints. Or Boondock Saints. Yeah, no, well, right now he's famous for, obviously, The Walking Dead because everybody likes his character, and if he dies, they're going to lose a lot of their audience. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, I was really impressed by this. I thought it was an amazing mixture of the sort of um, virtual haunted house style of a game like Outlast. Yeah. The sort of surreal mindfuckery. I, I actually thought film. that this was scarier than Outlast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, do things- you agree with me or yes um, or no? Um, well, I mean, it's hard to say because this was so short. Yeah. Um, like, it definitely creeped me out. If it had reached the lunatic heights that mm-hmm. you know it would reach if it were a full Silent okay. Hill game, totally. All right. But. I yeah. found myself more stressed out when playing this. Than oh, I was I freaked out. Don't get me wrong. Just, it, re- yeah. it really got under my skin. Um, I do hope that when the final game comes out, it's a bit more intuitive because I found yeah, some of it. Yeah, I watched these two play. Well, if the entire game is like this and it takes you for like a 10 minute segment, it takes you four, yeah. six yeah. hours, yeah. that would be ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Which, which it, it probably won't be because, you know, it's yeah. like at the end of the teaser, they do yeah. say that this, you know, it's like is not, you know, an actual like you know preview of what the actual no. game will be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and in you know um, interviews since then, yeah. Kojima has come out and said that they wanted to make these um, puzzles as deliberately obscure yeah. and random as possible because they had been hoping it would actually take people at least a week to crack it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. actually it happened it in about forty eight hours. Yeah, power of the internet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and it, and it makes perfect sense. It would, this would be frustrating, stretch out, but I like for what they were trying to do. I totally understand, and mm-hmm. it did an amazing job of like you're saying, taking a minimal resources and getting maximum impact out. Of 
of it. If what it, if what it sort of gives is the flavor of what the new game will be, mm-hmm. then I'm all in because it's brilliant. It sort of combines what we the yeah the like surrealist horror that we know from Silent Hill with these new techniques and, and the, the Fox styles. engine is yeah. amazing mm-hmm. I mean like when you're actually playing and you're wandering yeah. around in an environment it's like these graphics are really really the impressive. engine is extraordinary and to have yeah. someone like Guillermo del Toro who's specifically so schooled in horror yeah. involved yeah. is a wonderful idea yeah. um, no is, I'm oh, this instantly gets to the top of my list of most anticipated so games. I can't like, wait to play it do you watch The Walking Dead at all no is anyone at this table concerned that Norman Reedus is just going to play Daryl Dixon? Um, well, I don't think he's a particularly um, diverse. But do you think they're? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Is no, they, are they character- going to model his character after Daryl Dixon? I mean, to be fair, his character- he already looks. Like I don't him. think they're going to model him after Daryl Dixon. I just think he's going to be like Daryl Dixon because yeah. I don't well, think he this doesn't have a lot of range. Yeah, I, I mean, he's can only the do same character thing. he played on Boondock Saints is what he plays on Walking yeah, Dead, which is fine. Yeah. He can just play a vaguely sad dude wandering around in Silent yeah. Hill. To be perfectly honest, I'm not that Should we discuss the the extra S on the end? Yeah, Silent Hills. Yeah, Silent Hills. Like what? What does that mean? I mean, there there are some well, interesting interpretations going I mean, around you, the internet. You could do the kind of the uh, concept that it is kind of a parallel dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of the comics touch on that, where like there is Movies. many different versions of mm-hmm. Silent yeah. Hill, and each person creates their own. Yeah, and yeah. it's sort of implied in this that it's hell, which I yeah. like a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Then yeah. you have also the fact it's just that sort of an opening of hell on earth through a variety yeah. of reasons, presumably through human tragedy, which I think is a clever concept if that's what they're going for. It's very Japanese in concept too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say where that's coming from. It might just be a way of relaunching the brand without a full-on yeah. remake. But um, that's—I don't think they. To be honest, I don't think they need to because the brand itself has a lot of really solid titles behind it, other than two games that are kind of so Oh yeah, no, of, of course, but I think it, it's a statement to say this is Silent Hills and not yeah. Silent Hill 7. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, mean, I yeah. think they want to do that, get and rid of the, the yeah. number scheming. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's safe to say with the two people they yeah. have in charge of it, they're yeah. not going to be beholden to continuity no. or anything I don't, like well, that. Is there continuity in Silent Hill? It's all new. There's been some. Yeah. There's been some continuity. Within the first three games, yeah. there was yeah. a continuity. I yeah. don't think, the thing is, I don't think they need to do that. I think Silent Hill, every single game being a different thing mm-hmm. is the way that, if they had done that with the movies, it would have been better. Just mm-hmm. kind of have like, here, a weird universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, seriously, that second movie needs to die. But they also, if, if, if they did kind of go with the, the route where People in this universe are each person gets their own Silent Hill and mm-hmm. it's their own personal hell, mm-hmm. and maybe some find a way to kind of connect that with mm-hmm. like the series of murders that they're discussing. Yeah, basically they're all being dragged to hell. Yeah, and kind of have Norman Reedus kind of discover other people. Yeah, and how they've kind of wound up in this dark dimension. Yeah, I could see them doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, but either way, they've it's. It's a. It was an incredible way to announce. Oh it. yeah, no, that is. More people have to do this. Yeah, there's there's also an interesting question of, especially in the wake of Gamescon, mm-hmm. about whether or not this is going to be exclusive to the PS4. Or I not. don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, to be fair, Sony has the amount of consoles to make it worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't affect me either way. No. Yeah. So because yeah, really, I mean, you like, don't really care it, that. It will much. be coming to the PS4, but yeah. I mean, it's like it's interesting that you know this teaser itself was only available on the PS4 yeah. and not the Xbox One, yeah. and. There are a couple of interesting situations going on here. One is 
the Silent Hill franchise itself has not sold in huge numbers for Konami no. or the, no. the owners of the property. Mm. So, so some people have been speculating that you know it's like yeah maybe Sony actually did step in and say you know it's like well you know we still like Silent Hill so mm. you know if you guys are a little short on money to do this or mm. are unwilling to spend what we think would be required mm. yeah. then you know we might help with that mm. well, and I mean, of course if they've done that then yes this is going to be like a Sony I, exclusive. I mean look at it this way Down, Downpour had some really good ideas but it mm-hmm. suffered from. Obviously, lack of budget because yeah, you have yeah. like four so, enemies the en- entire game. Isn't Iwajima a PlayStation guy? What? Kojima? Kojima, yeah. sorry, yeah. Kojima, Kojima. Kojima himself actually yeah. prefers yeah. the yeah. PlayStation platform. Mm. He thinks yeah. it's a little bit so, more powerful. He does, yeah. And this Silent Hill has something that none of them had. It has a star behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Norman yeah. Reedus. They've never had the. Yeah. Not you know even secondary yeah. actor come in and do something like this for them. So, yeah, I mean, there, there is a question of like, you know, did Sony simply step in and say, like, you know, just, you know, allow us to, you know, be the platform to launch the teaser on, and then you guys can go multi-platform afterwards? Or is Sony actually fronting the bill for some I of this production? I wouldn't be surprised if it really is a Sony exclusive. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to it see. I don't care, as long as I get to play it. Yeah, but, you know, it's like... It's on, you will, on the other so hand, it's not a problem. Yeah, on fine. the other hand, if it is a Sony exclusive, then, you know, the Xbox One guys will rightfully complain, be able though, to scream. They? It's like, hey, that's a dirty pool, you guys, because Silent Hill has been multi-platform for the last few consoles, and now you're taking it away from us. Oh, they get Tomb Raider. Yeah. I don't care. They, so, they, they they made a Wii-exclusive Silent Hill game. They've done. That's true, they, they have done PSP. it. Yeah. They have done it in the past. Yeah, one of the best ones. They made PSP-exclusive Silent Hill games. It's... That is... It's true, yeah. Yeah, so. it's, it wouldn't surprise me, and, and again, it doesn't bother me yeah. either way. You know, you've you've got a PS4, PS4 and you're going to... If it were the other way around, I'd be angry, but yeah. whatever. Right. Um, and, I mean, the important thing is just how amazing this event was and how promising the game is. I'm assuming there's no timeline whatsoever on when this will actually no, be released. No, they have not made any official announcements about release dates yeah. or anything like that. No price points, no platforms, yeah. nothing. Well, that's not surprising. They we just, just know that yeah. Del Toro is involved and that Norman Reedus yeah, is going to be Yeah, we'll probably so. hear more, like, next... XD3. Mm-hmm. Now the question is: Does that mean his game Insane is just done? Yes. Okay. Probably. How? How to? That was being done in conjunction with THQ. But he said even after THQ, he's mm-hmm. looking for new studios to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this has some concepts that he was discussing from that game. Yeah, but I mean, it's the true. only he may just the only reason that he moment. wanted to do Insane was because he couldn't do Silent Hill. Yeah. yeah. But if he can do Silent Hill, then yeah. why would you want your I'll yeah. make a do with? Yeah. Um, project when you can just well, it, be working it, it on it. It is possible he took yeah. some of the ideas that he is. Like, well, I had this idea for this kind of mm-hmm. puzzle. Yeah. Well, let's put it in this one. Yeah, I bet that just the two of them had a lot of ideas yeah. that they they're combining into one place. And yeah. I'd love to be at one Hill. of those meetings. That'd be great. Although I, I kind of find it interesting that the only things Konami has going on right now are Kojima product, projects right now. Yeah. Or Kojima's name is well, on it somewhere. Well, I mean, the, the really weird thing about this is that all of a sudden it's like a ton of people yeah. are excited about Silent Hill. And exactly. usually when a Silent Hill announcement is made, it's only the horror fans that are going, yay, Silent yeah. Hill, I'm totally going to get that. Now millions of people are like, Kojima's doing it? Okay, I'll buy it. Yeah, well, also so. the fact that like, this teaser got the internet a buzz that mm. if they just put out a trailer for yeah. the Silent Hill game, it would have been forgotten in an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because there was such a huge mystery behind this, and then, you know, it's like the nature of, like, you know, yeah. the first girl to finally crack it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like when thousands of NeoGAF's best were, like, you know, butting their heads against it, and they all failed. Mm-hmm. When this one girl with, like, only three people watching her on Twitch somehow magically finished it before anybody else on the planet did, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a classic marketing story. Where it's it like, is. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, the whole thing worked out really well. And I it was wait. yeah, and it was scary. You got killed by the Terrifying. ghost, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. you got killed by the ghost. Yeah. Brendan somehow did not get killed by the ghost. Yeah. I don't know how he avoided it. I just didn't go near it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It was there. I went the other way. Yeah, but see, that's the weird thing. It's like, you know, you were staying. not. You just yeah. turn around and it's yeah. there. I don't but know. But like prior to playing, you know, it's like, or prior to the playthrough yeah. that we went through, you yeah. were like, oh, this isn't scary at all. And then yeah. I find out, oh, you saw the ghost, but you didn't go towards it. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're so hiding. Why would I go towards it? Yeah. If you're hiding in the corner, it's not going to be scary. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But I just kept running. I just kept running out the other door. No, I mean, it's like you made you made it sound like, you know, there was all this horrible stuff that was being thrown at you and you were just yawning going, like, oh, is that all you got? Oh, man. It's like, I am the man with no fear. I mean, like, you know, you could mutilate babies in front of me and make me eat them and I'd just be like, that's it? Man, you're so unimaginative. But, you know, instead I found out that you were actually actively avoiding the scary moments. Why would I go so do that, them? <laughs> the scary so that, so that you could be that, you know, it's like... Yeah. Holier than thou guy who was like, you found that scary? Pfft. I, mean, I, like, I just went the, I just like, went I out the other side. Yeah, you go near them because that's how you play a horror game. Yeah. I just go to the other door. Well, then you're not playing the games. <laughs> Did you look in the mirror when you were possessed by her? Yeah. Okay, that was pretty messed up, huh? When you saw her, like, kind of just twitching behind Whole you. The whole thing was like, really messed oh up. Oh, my God. It wasn't a second that wasn't. Yeah. I need a PS4. It's, it's, it's <laughs> worth playing for this free little demo. Yeah. yeah. It's, people got six hours of gameplay out of a free little demo. There are people who are buying a PS4 I'm now because of this demo. Actually, because of this, I'm like, I'm totally buying a PS4 next mm-hmm. month. It is so messed up. PT is like one of the most messed up demos in the history of demos. Yeah. So, it was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's worth playing. If you, and it's free, if you have a PS4 right now, just go down and it's free. download it. It's, it's free. free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's PT. It's just go PT. Yeah, just, called. just go to PT. Or if you're like you know playing this week, then just go under new this week, yeah. and yeah. it'll be there. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna go queue it. So when I do have a PS4, it's ready to go. Yeah, there you it, go. it's worth it. I don't know if you like. Well, okay, if you do that on PC, then yeah, you'll be as long as as answer. long as they uh, don't take it down. Yeah. Which I don't know why they would, because people keep playing this no, thing. No, there's just way too much marketing is, behind yeah, this. They're getting, like, yeah. they're getting too much yeah. publicity out of it. Yeah. The yeah. hype train has started, like, it's and a, it won't be stopped. It is a little indie game in its own, yeah. as a trailer. Which is yeah. another yeah. one of the most interesting things, is that Kojima actually said that um, he gave a directive to this um, to his team that was yeah. developing this, that they had to downgrade the graphics to try From and make Fox it look Engine. more indie. Yeah. But you know, it's like it still looked amazing, yeah. even with these yeah. so-called downgrades. So. Mm-hmm. No, and that's all you've yeah. been playing with? So, pretty amazing. Well, that and I've been playing Ho-Ho-Cum, which you is... You want like to discuss the, Ho-Ho-Cum that's quickly? That's the exact opposite no. of this. Mm-hmm. No? Leave it for next week. Okay, okay. next we week. we probably won't have anything next week to discuss. No, okay. I'll, I'll have Diablo. And, no, uh, we've and talked that, about Diablo right. okay. so much. All right. And that other game that you uh, probably can't talk about okay. yet, but you, all right. okay. you have for review. Yeah, that's true. I always have stuff to play, so... That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Wayne's always playing something. Yeah, actually, that is true. I'm always playing something. I won't be here next week, so... Will you be? It's my birthday. Oh, okay. I want to come to work. Right. Well, that's no excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. turning 30. Okay. And I stay at home no and cry yeah. now. Oh. So you're just going to, like, you know, cry by yourself? In my beer. A bottle of beer or Jack Daniels and go, I'm 30. A bottle of Jack Daniels? Mel's hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I might be here during yeah. the day, but I can no. go out at night. Yeah. Just you and your three friends. Jim Bean, Johnny have, Walker, yeah, and Jack Daniels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jim, Jack, and Johnny. That's all you need for a... Bang and thirtieth birthday. So you're really you're apparently Mel's a fan of whiskey. Yeah, like a really big fan of whiskey. Jim, Jack, and Johnny. Yep, three best friends. <laughs> All right, <laughs> three best friends play games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, play games with Jim, Jack, and Johnny, and it's it's always going to be a good time, especially for the people you know, yeah, watching I'll, your stream. I'll, yeah, see, I'll do that, and yeah. then I'll get PT. Yeah, and do that. And then you'll be like, oh, I'm drunk, and then it's like I'm having a hallucination about a ghost woman standing in front of me because of the. Oh no, that's a real ghost. Ah! Okay. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be worse if you were hallucinating yeah. a ghost woman in real life yeah. from drinking too yeah. much. And now she's reaching through the screen and throttling me. Oh, wait, this isn't a dream. Okay, goodbye, cruel world. So. 
And on that note, we're going to end the podcast. Because it went to a living. weird, funny place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can check us out online at cgmagonline.com. You can see Phil's reviews of everything he talked about today, except mm-hmm. that book movie that was okay. Which yeah. But Expendables is there. The Giver. Yes, thank you. That's it. But Expendables 3 is there, as well as Assault and Arkham. Yep. Thank you, Phil. You and Wayne's well. review of Hohokam is there, in case you can't wait till next week's episode. I can't wait till next week's episode. Wayne also did a lovely editorial on Ken Kojima Save Silent Hill. Make sure you check that out. Can he? Uh-huh. Go and read and find out. I want to know now. it needs to be saved. Phil, you look like you've already checked out. Yeah, I have. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> Phil, what's your Twitter handle? At that Phil Brown. There you go. And Wayne's is the real Wayne Santos. Mine is Kicks in Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N Chaos. And Brendan? Bfry26. You can follow all of us on Twitter, as well as the CG Magazine Online one, which is CG Mag Plus. We have always... CGM Plus. Yeah, sorry. No, we have too many things, things. happening. Yeah, we need to, to consolidate it, so. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe drop out of Google Plus since it sucks. Well, then, <laughs> what about Wayne? He needs some support there. <laughs> anyway, it's CGM Plus on Twitter, and we're always putting up some stuff you can find. Cool. We like to talk to people if you want to talk to us. Except, yeah, again, don't talk to Wayne on Twitter. Not going to mm. happen. Cool. Follow him on Google Plus, which is google.com slash little plus sign CG Mag online. And of course, Facebook at facebook.com slash comics gaming magazine. Currently, we're giving away two Nintendo themed iPhone 5 cases from PDP. If you want those, just come to our website and look for in the banner at the top of the slideshow. It says iPhone 5 Nintendo case giveaway. Go there. Super easy. All you have to do is write a question that for Wayne. That's Sound it. easy, Phil? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to make you answer questions one day, Phil. If they're movie related. <laughs> Good luck Phil, with that. No. <laughs> so make sure you come and try. If you have an iPhone 5, if you don't, obviously, who could care? Yeah. yeah. Brendan doesn't care. Yeah. You don't have an iPhone 5, do you, Brendan? No, I don't. No, he doesn't. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.